I was kind of interested in learning what works in other markets and try to apply that to ours. What I find interesting about the events industry is like there's just so much potential, but a lot of time and and when I'm seeing a lot in rental too, some of the 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 ways that we do things in our industry um, is uh, for lack of a better word archaic like compared to other industries and I'm, I was really interested in seeing like what are the newfangled ideas that are out there that we're not seeing in our industry and how can we apply that here welcome to peer talk a dialogue with business owners just like you peer talk conversations run the gamut of business challenges facing owners today the host of peer talk is dan crowley founder and owner of peer executive groups which provides a safe space for owners to share their experience grow their businesses and learn from their peers Hi, this is Dan Crowley. We have a number of great owners in our peer group network, just like you, and our job is to give you a voice here on Peer Talk. Today's podcast is sponsored by Labor IQ. Do you need to quickly and confidently understand current and future compensation for your teams? Peer Executive Groups is pleased to introduce Labor IQ, a leading software providing fast answers for today's compensation requirements, salary benchmarking, employee retention, and job market forecasts for every metro area in the U.S. Labor IQ can be contacted at info at laboriq.co or by phone at 972-961-4400. Our guest today on Peer Talk is Rhoda Brimberry. She is the co-owner and founder and chief executive officer in the Austin location of Loot Rentals. Rhoda entered the boutique rental business with a background in marketing and advertising, making sure strong branding was the driver of Loot's fresh image. She's a graduate of University of Arkansas and Middle Tennessee State University. Rhoda has long been an explorer of new ideas and is always looking for ways to fill voids in the marketplace while keeping sustainability and community central to her focus. Hi, this is Dan Crowley. This is another edition of Peer Talk, our podcast for our rental operator peers to learn from each other on different topics. Today, we have a real special guest. It's Rhoda Brimberry from... Loot Rentals, correct? Is it Loot Rentals? Mm-hmm. Yes. And you're you're based in Austin, Texas, correct? That's right. Yes. Awesome. So uh, with that being said, um, our topic today is going to be focused around fractional roles for um, different services that may be available to us as we grow our business. Um, loot Rentals, I'm going to have Rhoda explain your uh, your background in rental as well as the history of the company, but I'm just going to make sure the listeners understand um, Loot is one of these standout growth rental companies, and what I mean by that is the last three years they have just you know done awesome with rental growth um, outside of our norms. So our norms have been somewhere in the range of 7 to 10%. And uh, Loot is significantly higher than that and continues to grow, serves an awesome market down in Texas. Uh, so with that, Rhoda, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got into this? Okay, thank you. Uh, my name is Rhoda Brimberry, and um, I started Loot about 12 years ago with my sister-in-law. So um, uh, to be clear, I'm married to her brother, So um, about 13 years ago, Anna, my business partner, was getting married, and um, she had a very unique idea in mind of what she wanted for her wedding, and her idea um, was not something that traditional rental companies carried. 
Um, for instance, she had a very vintage um, inspired theme. And so she was looking for things like mismatched china, um, vintage uh uh, tablecloths, oil lamps, things like that. And nobody carried that. So she enlisted me, um, cause I was a, also a vintage lover to go just scouring, um, all over Austin. And at the time I was living in Fort Worth. So I was looking around there. She was looking around Austin and we just started collecting a bunch of stuff for this one time event, which, which was her wedding. Um, and as we were going through this process, we not only recognized how expensive it was to collect all these items, but um, it was very labor intensive as well. So we're going around looking for all the items. We're spending the money. We're having to store it all. We're having to clean it all. It was just it was kind of labor intensive. So as we were going through this process, um, I started to think about, you know, looking around like who does something like this? There was nobody in our market who supplied these types of things. Um, and so I presented to her like, hey, there could be potential that we we rent this stuff after this one time event. And she was already thinking that as well. So when I was starting to talk about it, she basically completed my sentence and said, yeah, we could rent it. Um, and so that's kind of how it all started. We just uh, went out and collected a bunch of stuff. And I had a background in marketing um, and advertising. And Anna was pretty fresh out of her her education where she went to um, fashion merchandising um, at FIT in New York. And so we were both vintage lovers and we just kind of threw together a splash page and came up with the the branding pretty quickly and the name and we just took off that way. And uh, our, we landed a, a big um, account pretty early because of our splash page um, where a caterer in town was throwing a big ga- gala in San Antonio, which is about an hour away from Austin, and needed like 1,500 um, place settings of the vintage china. So we had to, we had about a month to hurry and collect a bunch more than because her wedding was about 150 people versus twice as much for the scala. And we just went out and scoured it again, did all we, that we did before, but just at a quicker pace. And um, we were able to get all these items for the gala. And thankfully, my mother, you know, put, gave some money to us. So we bootstrapped it, but she gave us some money to go buy these items. And so did Anna's mom. And that's basically how we got started. So Six. now we are in Austin, but we are also in Fort Worth as well. Fort Worth, excellent. And, you know, that's so cool. Um, so vintage theme, mm-hmm. keeping it weird, right? In, uh, isn't that the tag for yeah. Austin? So you guys are keeping it weird for the... Uh, event rental side and l- first off i need to know what is where the name loot come from l-o-o-t yeah i actually we were brainstorming one day we didn't come up with our name and i remember going to bed that night and waking up and i called her or um i don't know if i called her or we were staying in the same house at the time but i was like i have it i had it i had the vision in a dream um, and so loot came to be because it means treasure. Um, you know, when you think of pirates and, and what they collect, their pirates booty. So we, we call these our treasures. We especially curate all of our collection. Like there are personal treasures. So booty, booty rentals did not work for you. We didn't try that one. I felt like loot was a, a better name. <laughs> Got it. Well, I, I have to say it's, 
so great working in event rental because you see companies like this, like yours, that are very unique and geared towards a very specific niche in the market. Um, and certainly we're seeing it reflected in your data and your numbers. Um, you also happen to implement EOS, correct? Yes. So when did you a little bit, uh, let's see, a little over a year ago. Okay, but you did not learn that from peer groups, which is a unique. We see some people find it from peer groups, but in your case, you just discovered it and you decided that, hey, this is a system that would be interesting to help us. Right. Very cool. And and again, when you're a rapidly growing company, you're going to look for those types of devices to help you manage both your resources, your people and your systems. And you constantly have to innovate your processes and your systems. So let's talk about this next topic, which is one that we've never had on here, but it is certainly uh, been a hot topic the last two years. And that is fractional support. So, um, you know, we know that people have hired consultants in the past to help them get over bumps and work on things. Um, but we we also know that most rental operations have an accountant that does their tax return and they have a, uh, you know, probably association with somebody who's a legal representative. Um, maybe somebody sells them property and casualty, but these in many cases are transactional. Talk to us about how you started the process of thinking of fractional support as it relates to your financials. As it relates to the financials. So, um, well, I, I'm actually going to talk it a little bit differently, how we came okay. to understand yeah. why fractional was a great resource for us. So starting from the beginning, what's interesting about rentals or even the events industry is that there's pretty much zero zero barrier of entry. Like I can, you know, I can't walk into Apple and be like, I'm a software engineer, hire me. But I was able, our company was able to pose ourselves like we are experts in this and this, and we were able to make a very slick, you know, presentation of like, we know what we're doing and people trusted us and eventually we got there. So that's just kind of like, you know, a similar story of a lot of entrepreneurs. But after a few years, um, you know, our expertise, we started to hit a ceiling. We recognized that there was a lot of growth opportunity, but me personally, I, you know, I was running the sales side and I had hit a ceiling. Like I'm, I'm not trained in sales. So, uh, I feel like I've taken this as far as I can. I know there's more to be had. So let's bring somebody in who, who specializes in that and teach us what, what they know. And so that's kind of, we got to the stage in the business in a lot of the different departments where we're like, we're hitting our ceiling. Let's bring some people in. Not to mention, I feel like a lot of times too, in entrepreneurial ship, we, um, we speculate a lot, you know, we think we're going to go this far, or we think the market is here, but it's not a lot of times based on data. And so we had finally gotten to this place where we were ready to not speculate as much, but just have historical data to go from and then learn from experts of where we could take that. Awesome. That's, that's impressive. So, um, I find that interesting because, as you stated, we have a tendency as owner-operators 
to educate ourselves, grow, try to change, shift who we are as people to be able to respond to the need of our company, right? When it has to do with understanding the metrics of our business, understanding um, the marketplace and what's happening in the marketplace. So going to experts external is absolutely, I would guess, would help. We we recently uh, created advisory board programs where we essentially get two or three people tied to a rental store owner who are outside of their workforce. Um, so this is why this is interesting to me. So when you talked at first fractionally about sales and sales help, what did that look like? Like, where did you find them? How, what are some of the things they would do with you? Yeah. So it was really important for me to work with somebody who was familiar with EOS. Okay. Um, just because it's such a unique uh, system, um, they needed to be able to plug in to where we were. And so that was kind of our first level as, of looking for someone in sales. And secondarily, um, I was kind of interested in learning what works in other markets and try to apply that to ours. What I find interesting about the events industry is like there's just so much potential, but a lot of time, and, and when I'm seeing a lot in rental too, some of the 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 ways that we do things in our industry um, is, uh, for lack of a better word, archaic, like compared to other industries. And I'm, I was really interested in seeing, like, what are the newfangled ideas that are out there that we're not seeing in our industry and how can we apply that here? Wow, that's awesome. I mean, that's your 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 what you're talking about is something that we love to see happen because then, you know, the members learn and grow and move to the next level and they bring along their peers with them and they help to help help them get to the next level um so certainly um you know makes things more exciting for uh, both us as a company serving peers and then also the peers in the rental industry so so obviously you talk about having that sales expert kind of come in work with you uh help you to understand better what um what's out there and what our options for any company, um, not just specifically related to rental. Um, we've found something similar with um, uh, CFOs, like fractional CFOs. Have you ever used anything for the financial side, like a fractional controller or CFO? So we are in that right now. So we started with sales. It went really well. Um, the person came in and actually helped me move out of that seat, and I was able to bring somebody else up who is just doing phenomenally with leading that team. And they also helped us come up with a great compensation plan that we had not utilized before. So I found that really valuable because oh, that was such a success in the sales seat. Um, we have since brought in other fractional leaders. So currently we are working with a marketing fractional leader who is also amazing. And we're also currently working with a financial, a CFO advisor. Um, wow. And for my position uh, specifically, as I'm the CEO visionary, I am not working with that person as directly as the integrator is. So I think she's in the other room talking to them right now. <laughs> Excellent. So, and you mentioned integrator. So I'm just, for our listeners, integrator is typically uh, the person inside the organization that is helping to implement EOS um, and bringing that, uh, taking the vision from the uh, visionary and helping to actually put it into place with the employees. But also now, as you've heard, fractional 
participants. So um, them being aware of EOS is, can be helpful, but my goodness, and a fractional sales, a fractional marketing, and a fractional uh, financial person in an organization like yours, that would be amazing. Um, again, anybody who grows, what, four times their size in three years or whatever crazy number you you grew your business, um, it, you do have to ramp up. You do have to ramp up. You have to have that, um, you know, that kind of um, knowledge from those departments to help get you to the next level yeah. uh, versus just being stuck with your your you know, your, your own self and your own leadership team. So I applaud you on that. So regarding that, um, how, what, how about how you work with them? How do you see that working? Is it something where you meet monthly or you meet quarterly? How does that work? Yeah, well, I mean, from my experience, they can fine tune to, you know, your budget and needs. So I think it's important if you start working with a fractional leader to come to the table understanding where your needs are. For me, when uh, we were working with sales, my intention was not only to um, build a compensation plan that was sustainable and scalable, but also um, was able to replace me in in that leadership seat. Um, so the person that we worked with, I want to say her assignment lasted, well, we originally signed for three months, but I think she stayed longer and it adjusted. So it was one thing for three months. And then once she had her um, deliverables all out there, then we had her stay on board for a little bit longer just to be a coach to the new person that stepped up and and be a sounding board, uh, answer questions. How do I do this? What about this? Or this isn't working. What should we do? Kind of things. And it worked out very nicely to where she was able to um, kind of phase out and we were able to keep the momentum. Wow, that's awesome. So um, obviously you've caught the bug on this. And is it is it something where um, it, it seems like you're the driver on it? So it's your comfort to essentially say, this is where it's going to start. You, you sort of, Rhoda, you sort of know where you want to end up. So mm -hmm. is that, it's, it would seem to me that would be a critical element to know like, okay, I want, this to be something where it's not a permanent uh, fractional engagement. It's more consultative, but I can now see the qualities and the deliverables I'd want from that department. Does that make sense? Yeah. And to each his own, you know, for us, I was not interested in bringing in somebody on retainer or for the long term. Yeah. Um, I really was like, thinking in my head this is I've I've I'm maxed I have given all I can give I need to learn I wanted to learn yeah. and so to bring somebody else in to kind of teach and just do some workshopping with us so we can take it to the next level is was my goal but fractional leaders can also do the long term and they can be on staff and be in your leadership team for the long term but they might not just be you know in, in the walls that you, you know, in the halls that you walk, it's just, sure. and, and there's value in that too. So walk us through, um, because I know kind of where our listeners probably heads are at, which is, wow, this is awesome. I want to try this. Um, and certainly I think that plays into it, but, but take a step backwards briefly here. And I know we're running out of time, but, um, take us through your org structure. Um, you know, we've heard that 
you know, we, or we've shared at least that you, Rhoda, are sitting in a visionary seat and that Anna probably is an integrator implementer um, helping to um, run the business um, and probably active with all things EOS, maybe does the L10 or something like that, right? Not quite. It's oh, that's really? typically what happens, but our structure is a little bit different. Um, Jessica is somebody that is an employee that's been with us for the majority of the time that we've been here. She came in and started as a bookkeeper and just had the same passion that we had. She loves the business. She loves what we do. We eventually were trying, we gave her some more um, accountabilities and just said, we need mm. you here. Um, and then around the pandemic, it was the three of us basically sitting on the leadership team where we're just like, what Got do we it. do next? Um, and so we started working with the implementer that we hired. And this is somebody, I, I don't know if this is important to um, your listeners, but this is somebody that helps you uh, get EOS on board and can kind of train you on how to go through the whole system. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in our first meeting is when you kind of identify, okay, who's the visionary? And Anna Anna and I are 50-50 partners. And so there is a little bit of like, okay, where are your strengths? What, what, is, what is the GWC? Where do, do you see that you can provide the most benefit for the company? And so we have basically all decided that Rhoda was going to be the visionary. Jessica is awesome as an integrator. She basically takes all the information and she just puts it into play. That's the purpose of the integrator is just – and then everybody um, on the leadership team – uh, reports to her. Okay, great. And so where Anna sits, she's a, she's a super creative. And so she kind of runs the marketing. Um, yeah. And then we sit on R and D together, she and I. Wow. That's amazing. What we realized from that process is that we identified all the departments and, um, in that beginning, in the beginning stages of EOS, we were all sitting in two or three seats, which is Mm. not the purpose of EOS. You have one seat. And so we brought in the fractional people so we can we can level up and remove ourselves from these seats so we can do our one thing. Oh, that's excellent. Very well. Um, you know, and again, uh, I totally missed the bus on that one with Anna. So I apologize. Apologize to her when she hears this. No, but um, but I will say um, love what you're doing with all of those roles. And again, I feel like. Um, you know, you're seeing your success with the EOS as well as the fractional piece. Where are you guys headed? What's going to happen to Loot? What's Loot's plans for the future? And I'm not going to ask you for your 10-year, but you can certainly give us a picture of what you that might look like. Well, I think in the short term, we're we're trying to become a well-oiled machine. So gotcha. Um, especially in the events in- industry, where I, you know, if there's anything that is um, certain is that nothing is certain. So mm-hmm. every event is different. Every event um, has a pitfall or a, a pivot. And so how do we provide the best service and quality in those conditions? So that's where we are right now. And just growing. Um, we've been in DFW now since right before the pandemic. So we're really just trying to grow that market before we do anything else. Gotcha. Excellent. And again, getting to know that market uh, Fort Worth, very different than Austin, right? A little bit exactly. different. So We're learning. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Do you see yourself getting into tents at all or? We don't. I mean, yeah. 
every now and again. And we see the value, absolutely. But sure. one thing that we've learned through going through our EOS process is just making sure that we, we stick to our hedgehog. And for us, that's um, what we do. We have soft uh, seating. We have lounges. We do dining tables, dining chairs. Um, since going through the process, we have eliminated some lines of business that were not that were um, found to be pulling away from our big picture rather than than being um, contributive. So mm-hmm. we've gone through a lot of major changes to be where we are, but it's proven to be successful. So we're going to keep going that direction. Excellent. Well, I am uh, very pleased that you're part of peer executive groups and your Paramount buddies are going to be really excited to have you uh, in their group, I'm sure. Um, So hopefully, you know, you get what you give as well. So hopefully that works out. And uh, thank you for being part of the program today. Yeah, good talking with you. I appreciate it. Take care, Rhoda. Okay. Thanks. Today's podcast is sponsored by Labor IQ. Do you need to quickly and confidently understand current and future compensation for your teams? Peer Executive Groups is pleased to introduce Labor IQ, a leading software providing fast answers for today's compensation requirements, salary benchmarking, employee retention, and job market forecasts for every metro area in the U.S. You've been listening to Peer Talk from Peer Executive Groups, produced and directed by Noah Crowley and hosted by Dan Crowley. Subscribe to this podcast for notifications of future episodes of Peer Talk.